Greetings fellow travelers and uh, welcome to the Eclectic Monk. Today we're going to talk about the anatomy of a song. I'm going to share the story of the shortest song I have ever written. Stick with us. So today I want to uh, share the story of the shortest song I've ever written. Now, I've been writing songs since I was 12. I started writing poetry when I was 10. When I was about 12 years old, I figured how to marry poetry to music and began writing songs. And over the years, I've, I've written some songs I think are pretty good. And a few people have, you know, said they like them. So I do have an idea of what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I realize that music appreciation is, is such a subjective thing. I mean, so many people uh, like different things about music. It's kind of like asking somebody, what is art? And the answer usually is, well, I'm not sure, but I'll know it when I see it. Well, that's how it is with music, you know. What, what's a good song? Well, I'm not sure, but I'll know it when I hear it, is, uh, is pretty much the answer to that question. And I realize that not everyone listens to music the same way. My wife and I listen to music totally differently. Uh, you know, for some people, it's all about the rhythm or the mood or the message. And, and for, for her, it was really just about kind of the beat and the, the notes. And uh, she'd be, you know, singing along to this song when we were dating. And I'd say, you know, you, you realize that song's about adultery, right? And she would go, well, no, I've never actually listened to the words of the song. I just like the song. But for me, it's all about lyrics. As a poet, as a songwriter... I listen to lyrics, and, and I love them. And that's why some of my favorite artists are are lyric writers. It's, you know, Neil Young and Gordon Lightfoot. I, I really love Bernie Taupin and Elton John's music. I love Lennon and McCartney with the Beatles. I love Billy Joel. Uh, Joe Walsh actually is a highly underrated lyricist, I think. And and Jimmy Buffett. Now, and, and I love Jimmy Buffett. And I know, I know. I know. You know, everybody hates when the guy with the guitar at the Mexican restaurant breaks into Margaritaville for the 800th time. I get it. Uh, we all are tired of that song. But if you go back and listen to Buffett's work, if you actually listen to the lyrics that he's writing, he is an incredible storyteller and just a great writer. And, and so I, I encourage you, go back and, and listen to you know what, I guess, we would call the singer-songwriters of the 70s um, because they were writing some really good music back in the day. Now, that's not to say it was all great. You know, there were some, there were some dumb songs in the 70s, especially. Uh, one, of my, one of my least favorite songs of all time is a song called Wildfire by Michael Martin Murphy. Uh, and there's a trivia answer for you. Someday you'll... Somebody will ask who wrote and sang Wildfire. Uh, and you know the one, you know, Wildfire, she'll be riding Wildfire. You know, we, we all know the hook. But most people never actually listen to the lyrics of that song. But if you do, if you're like me, you realize this may be the dumbest song that was ever written. Here are, here are the actual literal lyrics of Wildfire. So verse 2 says, Oh, they say she died one winter when there came a killing frost 
and the pony she named Wildfire busted down its stall in a blizzard. He was lost. Now, do you see the problem with that? I mean, I mean, think about this, right? A killing frost. A killing frost happens when the temperature drops down to sub-zero and all of the ground moisture is frozen and it kills the early crop. This is a thing that happens when there is absolutely no wind. If you have wind, you cannot have frost. And yet the pony is killed in a blizzard. A blizzard is a snowstorm that comes up in the midst of a raging windstorm where the snow is blowing so hard that you can't see what's in front of you. And the pony was so stupid that it busted down its stall, ran out into a blizzard. Or was it a killing frost? I can't figure out one or the other because it can't be both. It's absolutely impossible for it to be both. You can't have a killing frost and a blizzard at the same time. And yet this song tells me that's what killed the stupid horse who instead of staying in its nice warm stall, ran out into the night and was lost. Good for him. I hate this song. I really hate this song. And and this is just one of many that just irritate me because the words are so stupid. So, what is it that makes a good song? Well, I'll answer that question in just a minute. So the question on the table is this, what makes a good song? I believe I believe there are three elements that make a good song, and it doesn't matter what kind of music you like. I believe there are three essential things that every song needs to be a good or a great song, right? And the first thing that any song needs is a simple melody. Songs you remember have a simple melody. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's Nat King Cole or, or whether it's, you know, the Beatles or if it's Pink Floyd or if it's Frank Sinatra or Linda Ronstadt or the Pointer Sisters. It doesn't matter who it is. Bruce Springsteen does not matter who the artist is. If the song sticks in your head, the melody is relatively simple. And a perfect example of that is, of course, the Beatles song, A Day in the Life. And we all know this song, you know, I heard the news today, oh boy. Deceptively simple melody. Uh, John Lennon's voice just pours out like water. It, it just flows along and you are immediately caught up in it and it, and it resonates with you in such an incredible number of ways. So... Uh, even even in the middle section of that where McCartney breaks in with, I woke up, got out of bed, still just a, a deceptively simple melody. The entire song, if you listen to it from a melodic standpoint, is really, really basic. There's nothing incredibly complex happening in that melody, and yet it's a melody that most people would say is part of one of the greatest songs of all time. And that's 
the marking of a great song is that simple melody. Uh, if, if you get complex in your melodies, and, and there are bands that do that, there are groups that do that, especially you know jazz vocal groups that, that get all crazy, it's hard to listen to. And, and you might enjoy the complexity of it for a moment, but you will not remember it because what you remember are those simple melodies that are timeless and stick with you forever. That's the first thing a good song needs. The second thing it needs, I believe, is meaningful words. <laughs> you know, again, I hate wildfire. The words are stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Every time I hear it, it just irritates me because it's illogical. A good song should have coherent substance to its lyrics. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it can be a narrative song. It can be a story. It can be just an emotive or emotionally driven song. It could be a, a message kind of song. It doesn't really matter what kind of song it is. But the words matter. The words of the song, for me, are what make the song have meaning and purpose. The artist is trying to tell me something in this three and a half, four or five minute moment that he has my attention. And I want to hear what he has to say. And what I want to hear is if he has to say something that means something. One of my, my favorite lyric songs of all time is Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Well, it's such a powerful song and it, it impacts you on so many levels. It, it's hard to say, is this a song that's remembering someone? Is this a song that's longing for someone? Is this a song that that's purpose is just to, to create that that emotion of, of wistful longing, or is it really trying to give you some really, really deep and powerful message? It moves and it works on so many levels. And I just think that lyrically, that is a fantastic song. And of course, there, there are a lot of great songs. I mean, so many good artists out there writing lyrics that are powerful and meaningful and that help shape the way we see the world, think about the world, and experience the world. I, I, I love good lyrics, and that's a, a great example of good lyrics. The other thing that a, a good song needs is interesting music. You know, I mean, it has to be interesting. Now, I, I love Bob Dylan's poetry. I, I really do. Bob Dylan, I believe, is, is America's master poet. And he's written so many incredible things that, that are so powerful and so meaningful. But i got to tell you, you know, by verse 5, his music becomes tedious for me. It's like, okay, Bob, I know where you're going. I hear what you say. Please change it up. And, and especially in his earlier stuff, it just seems like it goes on and on and on. And I, I can't take it. I, I need interesting music. That's why I love Kansas. That's why I love uh, Queen. They have interesting music. Uh, a, a great example, of course, of, of what I think is just a, a all-around great song, and, and most everyone will agree, is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. It, it's just a complete song. I mean, the melody is simple. When, when Robert Plant begins singing, we all can sing along. We know this melody. It's not hard. And yet the lyrics are so engaging, you know, it's this fanciful fairy tale that, that draws us into this, this idea in this moment. And the music itself starts out with this very acoustic folk sound with, with a recorder, and, and it ends up with this 
burning electric guitar of Jimmy Page just ripping your heart out as Robert Plant screams the end of the song and then it falls back down to that quiet moment with just the vocals. It, it, it's a, a perfect song and it's a great song and it does everything that I'm talking about. Simple melody, meaningful words, and music that captivates and interests you from the beginning to end. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about a good song. Now, I am not comparing my little song to these great classics. I mean, my song is no Stairway to Heaven. I am not pretending I have rewritten Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not done that. But I do think that this song that I've written all these years ago, I wrote this song about 40 years ago. I was like 18 years old. And I think it has all the qualities of a good song in two minutes. It's a two-minute song. And no, it's not the snippet of a song. It's not some piece of a song. It's not part of some greater work. It is a complete song. I, I remember I was sitting on my bed, and I was just noodling with my guitar, and, and it came out from the beginning to the end. I, I wrote this, like I said, I was 18 years old. That makes it about 40 years ago. And I've never added a word to it, never added a note to it. And, and I remember it, that the melody is simple enough that I can remember it four decades later. Now, the, the lyrics of the song drop you into this recognizable story, and, and it's very sparse in its context, but it, it creates an emotional response, I believe. It, it, it's, it's a good song. And the music does some pretty unexpected things between the beginning and the end. It keeps it interesting, and that's, that's the mark of a good song. So I remember, again, sitting there, and, and it's what Neil Young calls the muse at work, right? Every now and then, these ideas, these things just pour through you. And I would say that this song just, just fell upon me and poured through me, and I played it for the first time, and, and I've owned it ever since. And, and it's really hard to explain that experience unless you've had it. And, and the, you know, I don't know if I ever wrote the words down. I really don't. If I wrote them down, I don't know where they are. Uh, but still, it's a song that I remember. And it's one of those songs that, as the years have passed, has just remained one of my favorites. And in large part because it's so short and it's so self-contained. And it's such an interesting little snapshot. And, and I just enjoyed playing it. And so... Here on this podcast, I want to share for the world, for the first time. Now, that, that, that's the name of the song, for the first time. That, that, is, that is what it is. And I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as we talk about these really interesting and, I think, important things about music, because I love music. Enjoy the song. Oh, where have 
podcast i appreciate it if you do me a couple of favors if you would uh, like this episode on whatever uh, outlet you're listening to if you could subscribe and review it that would certainly help me out uh, we'll be looking to do more episodes in the future and hopefully launch a website soon uh, until then we're just trying to build a community of people who can think and talk about a variety of things so until the next time we get together Hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.